Hello and welcome to True Green and Gold. Today we are going to talk about CFL Week 4, which the Elks will not be participating in due to the COVID outbreak on the team. And we will wrap up Week 3 and specifically look at the Elks win in BC, their first win in 2021, first since adopting their new name. Look at what went right and what went wrong from that game. And, spoiler alert, quite a lot went right in it. Looking back at Thursday's victory, some things really stood out. First and foremost, Greg Ellingson really got his game going in this one. And Trevor Harris looked really good. He looked, dare I say, comfortable in the pocket for the first time this year, arguably. James Wilder had another solid game on the ground. This was the type of offense that we would be expecting to see from a team with this much talent at the outset of the season. What I didn't like is that they're still not executing quite as well in the red zone. Obviously, they did a little bit better with that this week than they had against the Alouettes and certainly against the Red Blacks in Week 1. Mike Jones got a touchdown catch in this game. And really, a big difference maker came after Joe Figueroa, the BC Lions left tackle, went out of the game. After he left, you could very much tell the difference, and the Elks pass rush started dominating after that, constantly getting in the backfield and harassing Mike Riley. And that provided the Elks the opportunity to take the lead and eventually hold on and win. Jake Ceresna also picked up a couple of sacks, Aaron Grimes led the way with five tackles. And really, Harris had a great game overall. He finished 26 of 31 for 296 yards. Now, the interception in the first quarter was bad. I do have to say that. He was trying to force a ball into basically triple coverage on that. And turnovers really have been a nuisance for the Elks so far this season. They gotta work on just making better decisions and keeping the ball and not giving it away. Do that, I think this defense is good enough to win some games and definitely challenge for one of those top three positions in the West. Now I want to shift gears a little bit and do quarterback power rankings. So this is just going to be looking at the nine CFL starters, and we're just going to rank how they are. I want you to please keep in mind this is a weekly thing and is definitely subject to be very different next week. But coming in number nine on this list is going to be Matt Nichols of the Ottawa Red Blacks. That offense has really been struggling to get it going, and his arm just looks like it's not quite back yet. So he brings up the rear at number nine. Number eight, we're going to go with Dane Evans. He's a guy who could shoot up this list very quickly if he does well. He obviously was great for the team last year as they made their Grey Cup game run. But he didn't look that great when he came on in relief of Jeremiah Masoli against Saskatchewan in Week 2. But maybe the team will respond with him under center when they take on Montreal this week. Number seven, we're going to have Mike Riley. After Figueroa left, he just didn't look quite the same. It looked like his arm was kind of tapering off in the second half of the game against the Elks last week. 
He definitely could move up, but for the moment, he comes in at number seven. Number six, I'm going with Jake Meyer of the Calgary Stampeders. Threw a couple early picks in their victory over the Alouettes, but he came back and led the team to victory as they held on for their first win of 2021. Number five, I'm going to go with Trevor Harris. Yeah, he was very shaky early on in the season. He had a very good game against the BC Lions in the first victory, so I think right in the middle at number five suits him really well. Vernon Adams comes in at number four. He's led the Alouettes to a one-and-one record so far. We all saw what he did in 2019. Still a lot of potential here. Could be really good. Number three is going to be Nick Arbuckle. Yeah, I know that's a little high for just one week, but like I said, this is a week-to-week thing. But looking at what he did when he got his first start against a really tough Winnipeg defense, that's undeniable. Great game for the young signal caller, and I think the Stamps wish they had him back. Number two, I'm still going to put Kalaros at number two, the Winnipeg signal caller. Showed he's still got the arm with a great throw to Darvin Adams. Le- Went for a long touchdown in that game. Didn't look quite as crisp in the loss to the Argos as he has been in his win streak with the Blue Bombers. But still, he's been really solid, and I think he's deserving of the number two spot. And number one's got to be Cody Fajardo. Right now, we got the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the last undefeated team in the league, He's been playing lights out so far this season. I don't even think it's really debatable that at the moment he should top a CFL quarterback power ranking list. Now we're going to look ahead to week four in the CFL this week. We got three games with the cancellation of the Elks and Argos game. So instead, the first game of this week is going to be 0-2 Hamilton going to 1-1 Montreal. Now, last week I talked about having a rule about not picking a team three times in a row if I picked them the first two times and they lost both times, but we have a bye week this, well, the Lion, the, the Tiger Cats had a bye week this past week and they've made a quarterback change saying that Masoli was injured and maybe that affected his play the first two games, but... We'll see how Dane Evans does when he gets handed back the reins this week. We'll see how well the team responds, but the number one issue for Hamilton right now has got to be the offensive line. If they don't play better, it's not going to matter who's under center, because Winnipeg and Saskatchewan have both had Masoli under siege, and late in the loss to the Rough Riders, Dane Evans got put in just to shake things up, see what he could do. Keep in mind, this Ticats team still has a ton of talent. They got Jalen Acklin and Brandon Banks on the outside. They can still put up points. They just haven't looked great so far. Montreal is obviously a solid team. They led by a very solid quarterback. Got some playmakers on the outside with B.J. Cunningham, William Stanback in the backfield, Mondo Sewell, new addition on the defensive line. This is a really tough game to predict. For the second time in a row, they're facing an 0-2 team that really needs a victory. And I just think Hamilton is too talented to start 0-3, so 
I'm going to stick with the Ticats winning a very narrow game here. And it's going to be a very competitive race in the East. Next up, we got the BC Lions going to Ottawa to take on the Red Blacks. I'm going to give a lot of credit to Ottawa so far this season. They've shown they are a tough, resilient team. They do not make it easy on you. But their offense is just not good. Matt Nichols just can't get anything going right now. The offense just doesn't seem to have a lot of playmakers on the outside. With BC, yeah, they still have some questions, particularly with injuries along the offensive line. How well is their defense going to hold up? But right now, they have shown that they can hang with anybody, and they've had three nail-biting games thus far. I just think the Lions are a better team, and I think they pull it out on the road this weekend. Though it wouldn't shock me at all if I were to see Ottawa win this game. Now, the last game of the weekend is going to be Calgary at Winnipeg. I definitely think that the Bombers are going to rebound, and they're going to give a rude awakening to Jake Meyer this week. And I say the Bombers win this game by 10 points, maybe two touchdowns. But it is the CFL, and I'm not sure anybody ever really knows what's going to happen. That's why I love this league. It is so unpredictable, and it makes it so much fun. So, I'll be back next week to discuss how well or poorly my predictions did this week, and hopefully we'll have some better news on the Elks as they head into the home-and-home home with the Stamps on Labor Day weekend, as is tradition. So, thank you for listening. I'll see you next time to talk some more Elks football.